Hello, this is Jeff Hardy, the Charismatic Enigma, and if you haven't checked out Ringside Podcast, you're missing out. Check it out ASAP. You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Sitting at Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling, news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. With Daniel Spencer, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, Jeremy Wallman. I'm the best in the world at what I do. And Justin Kruger. Your arms are just too short to box with God. And now let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Woman. Ricky, by God, Chevy. No JK this week, but we, are, we, we have a special guest. A special guest that's, I'm no offense to JK, but I think it's, it's better than JK. <laughs> by far. <laughs> Ladies I, and gentlemen, go ahead. Can of Tuna would be a better guest than JK. Can, can of Tuna, right. right this right. is an actual legitimate great guest. It is, it is. We had Randy Royal a couple weeks ago. And then you know we had Big Vito Lagrasso the week before that, so we're just we're just loading up with guests. Now we've got the one and only Logan James, OVW superstar. Logan, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. This place you all got here is legit. This place is awesome. You guys got a great setup down here. Thank okay. you, thank you. Last week, uh, well, when we talked to Randy, he tried to take credit for me. I just said thank you. No, no, you tried to take credit. This well, hold on, is my hold on. hard work he, and dedication. They were talking about this stuff right here, the the, the professional studio no. stuff, and I was agreeing no, I to that. But the whole area fifty five, right? I was gonna say the ringside cavern down here is that's it, all me. Don't area take my 55, credit again. Area fifty five, ringside cavern, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Oh, uh, yeah. So. so uh, Sorry, Anyways. I just have to give you crap because you always try to take credit for everything. Okay, well, you know, it is my podcast too, I guess. All right, so, <laughs> so, um, and by the way, I'm going to interrupt you again. This is the OVW Television Champion Logan James. Don't address him any other way. I was getting ready to talk about that, but apparently you wanted to steal the thunder. So no, you know, I don't ahead. have to steal the. I am the thunder. I don't have to steal it. Yeah, you definitely don't have to introduce me that way. You go <laughs> whatever you want, man. See, there you go. Look, humble. He's humble. He's, He's humble. humble. He's got a future, a bright future ahead. Look how humble he already is. Humble. That's great. Going to go. Going to go far. All right. So, so uh, now, Logan, you're um. You know, we you're you're kind of young, um, so to speak, according to the wrestling world, right? I mean, you know, the, the, you get um, you know, you get that a lot, I guess. You're a young guy. Yeah, yeah. I just turned uh, twenty last month, February. All right. So I just All turned right. twenty years old. All right. I see fe- another February birthday right here. So we're we're just we we know what we're doing. We're going to get ass right here. February is where it's at. Uh, He's never going to come back again because you keep trying to bromance with him. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of getting awkward. Come down closer. <laughs> I uh, thought it was better that JK wasn't here, but now you're trying to bro. Yeah, JK man. would take it to another level. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, so how long have you been? I mean, of course, obviously 20, not very long, but how long have you really been wrestling professionally and, and where did you get your start and all that kind of stuff? I started at OVW um, October of 2016. Okay. So I've been in about a year and a half now, year and five months. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, I heard uh, Randy Royal here. Uh, the other week, yeah, said that he started in 1999. Was born in 98, so 
So what you're trying to say is Randy's an old man? Yeah, yeah, oh, he's, yeah. Real old. he's real old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not here, so we could say that. But yeah. I'm not going to say anything because I was in college in 99. So oh, I was in high school in 99, so it's all good. Um, oh, yeah, so I just made you guys feel very old. Real, but yeah. That's okay. Yeah. So you didn't date me too bad. I think I was in the fifth grade for like the second time. <laughs> he didn't date you? <laughs> the second time. Did you say date him? Yes. He didn't date me that bad. Oh, I got you. I was... Took it on, Words are hard for our hosts sometimes. Yeah, that's right. I'll explain it to you afterwards. It's called English. <laughs> English, right? They teach sure. it in most other countries across the United, across the nations. I mean, you learned it in Bullet <laughs> County. We so. came a long ways, boys. Uh, we've got Ricky Chevy uh, like back to back here. We had him a couple weeks ago. We got him again. Like, what is up with Ricky Chevy showing up? Randomly? Wom brung bill bunny. What he brought bell money? Bell money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, great. I guess he was just a. Uh, he wasn't busy touting himself on social media. In the so. neighborhood, you know. All right. Okay, Ricky Bagot Chevy instead of underscore. Yeah. Yes. So um we're so where'd you you train at OVW? Yeah, yeah. I started at OVW and trained mm-hmm. under Matt. I did the beginner class with Matt and oh, then yeah, awesome. moved up and trained with Rip. Okay. So, yeah, those those guys have been both my trainers. Yeah, Matt's a great guy, good friend of the show. Um we've known Matt for years. Uh and then Rip, uh of course I think Ricky Bagot Chevy knows Rip pretty well. We've kind of just Hasn't been interacting with him, but Rip's a. I mean, Rip's a, the. Uh, what did what is uh, what did Randy call him? A trainer of champions. Trainer of champions. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone that's been top right now has went through Rip and, and Messina and uh, Orton, Lesnar. I mean, you just. I mean, it's just Batista, Shelton, all those guys. Shelton, yeah. Shelton never hold never was a world title holder yet though. It doesn't matter. I said yeah. He's, I said yeah. He's, he's a champion. World class athlete. No, eyes. he should have been. Oh, he should hold the title by now. Though honestly, he's a great athlete. Um, it still took took the best super kick there ever was. That's true. That is true. <laughs> um, so when now getting into the business, like, where did you are you you are you from here originally? Or yeah, I'm actually from Bullitt County. I uh, was on my way here, thinking it'd be a long drive, and typed it into the GPS, and it was seven minutes from my house. Okay, Bullitt so, County's yeah. rode out some great athletes. Yeah, great professional wrestlers. The BC Randy Royal. You have Logan James. You have Ricky By God Chevy. Talk to the mic, bro. Who else can we bring in? Um, Bullet County's loaded. See what I meant to say earlier when I was mocking your education what and referred to Bullet County. I didn't mean it. North Bullet. You too. Yeah. Eagle alum. What's up? Uh, see, no, it's North. It's def- different. North Bullet's a lot different than the rest of those schools. In We're the high South. class. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can definitely tell you went to North Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You got a dip. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. um like how did so when you went went to go to get your start into um the, the business like what what brought you to like wrestling what what put you in that aspect what made you think i want to you know basically live live this dream of becoming a prof- professional wrestler well growing up i always liked professional wrestling i was always into it and uh towards high school it started to become more of a fad and people started to fade out of it and i never grew up grew out of it so I just stick, stuck with it and decided that I wanted to try it. So were you one of those in-the-closet wrestling fans, like you wouldn't tell none of your buddies? Oh, no. Uh, I was the one who would wear all the bright-colored shirts to school every day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Definitely had my New Day shirt on. I think the only <laughs> only one, only one wrestling shirt I ever wore in high school was the Rated-R Superstar shirt, the Edge bleached out one, because uh-huh. I always thought it looked cool. But no one else really caught on what it was. He did say bright colors, so I'm assuming he means like all the Fruity Pebbles shirts, too, the purples, the greens, and all that. No, no, I'm right about that. that. 
Am I right about that? I'm, I'm, he knows where I'm going with this. I'm sure. You, I, did you Did you wear those shirts too? Oh yeah, yeah. My favorite was the uh, the light blue, the bootios. Oh, the bootios. That was okay. my go-to. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you were trying to get a John Cena. I was pop. trying to get a John Cena pop in there. Yeah. So it's yeah, all it didn't good. work. It didn't, <laughs> work. didn't work. So now were you were you a Cena fan? No, I was an Orton fan. Orton. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Or hey, Orton. He he he's training with the same. You know, the same trainer that trained Orton. So. It's all about the ABCs. Anybody but Cena. Okay. That's the way I always... Anybody but Cena. Well, but I was the same kid. I was the same kid at school. I wore the T-shirts. I was the, I was the first kid in the school the next day when I got my WWE magazine. I'm going to say WWE. It said WWF. But my, my magazine... You're trying, to, you're trying not to date yourself, Shut right? up, Daniel. I got my magazine in the mail. I brought it to school the next day, and everybody made fun of me for it. So, so, see, so see, you're like my daughter's eight. So like, she only knows the WWE as the WWE. Like, you, you, pretty much you as well. I mean, you never grew up with it being WWF. You, so, you know the history. Don't I'm get me sure wrong. He watches but, the old school. Stuff. No, I say he knows the history, but to him, it was always WWE. He probably learned later, like what it was called WWF at one time. Like I told that to my daughter one day. That era, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, you were born in ninety nine. 98. No, 98. So two thousand one is when they switched, yeah. or two thousand two yeah. is when they had the name yeah. change. So yeah, he would have been. He wouldn't have really known. So that's just. It's interesting to find someone that's kind of like like some of my the daughter. Politically grew, correct era. Well, now that came a little later. That came a lot later. Politically yeah, correct era. He was. He he had the ruthless aggression era. You remember? Yeah. You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw that. That was. They were kind of, you know, hardcore a little bit. Pewter and Angle shooting on each other in the middle of the ring. Yeah, there's that, and there's. Oh, uh, Pewter almost broke his arm. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I always <laughs> wished it was Chevy in there. The broke his arm? No, they got his arm broken. Oh, okay. Well, I mean that happens. A lot of people wish jaw broken, but thank you for the arm broken. Yeah, I mean I didn't <laughs> want to. I don't want to mess up your money maker. <laughs> hey, this thing in your hand—it's a microphone. When you talk into it, people can hear you. We don't want people to hear him, though. I don't think. I don't uh, that's think. true. Yeah. Well, you have a mute button. I do <laughs> mute. Um, so, um, so you're growing up a wrestling fan, um, your favorite was Orton. Um, yeah. Now, what brought you? What made you like Orton? What, what was what? I would say attracted you to him, but that don't you know? I don't mean it like that. What? <laughs> what, 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 no, what, what I always like the uh, the wrestling side, the mm-hmm. actual in ring work, and so Orton was always the best in ring worker. So I always gravitated towards those guys. So I liked the Ortons. Um, I liked Rob Van Dam a lot. Um, Jeff Hardy, Triple H, even. I mean, all the great in ring workers are the guys that I really gravitated towards. The guys that knew more than five moves is what he's saying. Who, who only knows five moves? Oh, that's right. John's learned two more in the last year. I'm uh, sorry. Randy, to me, always came off. He could do any, He didn't have to talk. He can right. cut a great promo. He don't right. have to talk. His in-ring work is like bar none the best. I mean, it's Well, I mean, you awesome. hear like Jericho, um, Rollins has even said it recently, but a lot of the older guys like Jericho, Angle, a lot of them has talked about Orton being just such a – it's almost like you don't have to talk before the, before the match. You don't do anything. You just get in there and it's just – Everyone has chemistry. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't have maybe Jinder Mahal because you know <laughs> I don't think anybody has ever had chemistry with Orton. But Orton's carried so many matches throughout his career too, and uh, he is a, he's a great worker for sure. I think that Louisville's to blame for the whole Jinder Mahal thing. Yeah. If he doesn't get the pop and the that absolute, I want, I'm, I'm going to agree yeah. with you on that. We have talked about the curse of Louisville and the curse of Jinder uh, because that's where it all started. 
That's that was where, one of the most rem- unexpected things I've ever seen in my entire remember life. Remember, we we kind of talked about that. We, we, uh, that the whole that SmackDown in Louisville, it's ne- since it's been it's, it's since it happened, it changed SmackDown like a weird path. It did. It, it's not been the same. It's not it been the like, same. So maybe they're coming back in April, and maybe that'll reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. Maybe yeah, so. maybe that's maybe what'll happen. But yeah, it's because even with Shinsuke, the, when he he didn't come out all of a sudden, it was like why, you're trying to get him over, but he didn't show up until a dark match. You had Dolph trying to do two things at one time. You had two matches, that, yeah. you know, and it was yeah. just it was just weird. Well, I know you remember this. We we walked in. Well, I was up in, in the suites. You were down on the front row, in yeah. the front row, yeah. and um, my niece was like, "Who's going to win this match, the six pack challenge?" I said, "Well, you anybody but gender, like any of them could win it, but him." <laughs> right. And this dude just is like wins, and she looks at me like I'm stupid, and I'm like. Maybe they're trying to make sure they get taken off the air. I don't well, know. Well, we knew what was what was really weird, too, is that uh, being that low, I don't know if you saw it from where you were at, but right before the match, they're like carrying, and I hate to give away the, the spoilers here or the, or the uh, back seat, back behind the scenes stuff, but they're, they're all these guys dressed in black running. There's guys with hoods on, and they take them, and they throw them underneath the ring, and I'm like, what was that? So you knew something was going to happen, but you had no idea it was going to be tied with gender. You just thought... Oh, it's gonna be you know whatever, and then the Singh brothers get out and hold what's his name back. Was it Mojo? I think. Um, mm, it, I, I don't care Mojo was to remember. Kind of, Mojo, I think, was getting like a little push. People were liking him for some reason, and they were. <laughs> so <laughs> they were, you're they were, so harsh, dude. I lost interest after the pyro went off to start the show. Yeah, and, that, and actually, that was also the last show that had pyro. Um, because they, they, they started saving money after that, and that was the last show that and AJ Styles had the pyro, and that was it. So it was like. What Louisville just flipped the whole script on? Yeah, it was a big setup. They uh, put on such a boring show and then put us a swerve at the end where we had to cheer. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was like just shocked, and that's that's what got gender so over. Shocked, we started shocking that it actually. I think it, but cheers. as we've talked about this and probably at nauseum before, I think it would have been a great idea to put the U.S. title on gender. Then everybody naturally hates him. He's a, he's from a different country. He's carrying around our flag around his waist. I think that would have been money. Well, remember, because Kevin Owens was doing that whole U.S. title, I'm from Canada kind yeah. of deal. And it wasn't, didn't, that didn't it wasn't, last very long. Right, because it wasn't, it wasn't working. People like him too much. People like him too much. And to be fair, people <laughs> – you're looking at me like, Jeremy, don't say what you're about to say. Uh, but Canadians aren't as feared and hated by America. I mean, well, because they're Americans too. Right, right. Yeah. So, Haven't you ever seen the movie Canadian Bacon? Oh gosh! No, <laughs> no, no. no. Apparently... Candy, go home and watch it. <laughs> no. So, so, but anyway, back to that though. The whole the only time it really worked against Canada was when was with Bret Hart, and they because you who you're dealing with, Brett Owen, the Hart Foundation. They made, and of course you had Steve at this, at, you know, uh, taking off like a. That was an awesome time because it was an awesome time. They were they were absolutely just booing. The crap out of the Hart Foundation, Owen, Bulldog, and who else? It was one other person. Lightheart. No, uh Brian Pillman. Yeah, yeah, that's it with Brian Pillman. Who is Cincinnati native, but yeah. Right. So they're <clears throat> they're sitting there just sitting. I mean, I can remember watching SmackDown and Raw every week and they were just getting some of the best heat I've ever heard in my well, entire life. Well, the Canadian Stampede, I just kind of re uh, rewatched the main event. It was like they go there to do that show 
And it was completely opposite because they were the hills everywhere else. They go right. there and they, they were, were gods. Just, they mm-hmm. were, yeah, they were. The Hart, Foundation, Hart family was in the front row and just, and you get Steve and everybody else getting all these booze. Well, Steve got a little bit of mixed cheers because he was still over no matter what. But it was crazy how, uh, how Goldust, Shamrock, all of them got so many booze when, um, you know, Next night I'm or next week on the on Raw or whatever they're you know they're getting they're getting cheers so it's kind of kind of wild it's an interesting time but but back to our guest right stop know. veering off topic yeah 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 sure um so when you what made you decide okay I know you said you wanted to you know you wanted to something you want to do and everything what brought you to like have you always watch OVW did you always know about it, or did you just one day just kind of oh I'm gonna go try it out just close to home yeah yeah um best wrestling school in louisville mm-hmm. and it was in my backyard so that's why i went to ovw uh and i'm really glad that i did met some great people like matt capitelli is one of the greatest guys i've ever met in my entire life so mm-hmm. to train under him and rip i'm really glad that that's the decision that i made yeah yeah and and of course matt you know uh, matt has uh comes from a good you know, al snow and rip you know all those you know he comes from trainers like that which is some of the best trainers there is and then you of course then you under rip and um, you know what's amazing about Rip was uh, is is the fact that yeah he's the trainer of champions but to see how old he is today and what he can and cannot do you know what I'm saying as far as like I know he's had a lot of um, physical issues or whatever but he still is just amazing of how he can yeah. his mind and, and his the psychology and teaching uh, that and, and uh, I think it's cool right now uh, Pat McAfee former you know his coach is training under him too it's kind of it's kind of cool I like to see um, I know he did something with NXT but I like to see him eventually like make it and do something I mean I'm, I think he'll I'm sure they'll use him somewhere in shape or form again yeah one of the guys that OVW Randall Floyd he is a uh, he's helping train Pat and he always gives me stuff about it because I'm a big Colts fan yeah and so he he always gives me stuff that he gets to train Pat McAfee and, Pat, and honestly Pat McAfee it's it what cool about him is the fact that you know um he could have easily had another ten more years in the NFL, yeah. but he decided oh, yeah, to retire yeah. to live his dream to be a wrestler, and that's that's kind of cool. He's got, I mean, he's got money. He's not like he's, you know, his podcast is very successful, um, you know, and it, it's um, it's it's pretty cool. He's a he's a he's an interesting cat for sure. Well, OVW, let's not forget people nationally have tended have, have tend to forget a little bit about OVW, but for the last twenty twenty five years. It's been recognized as the best place to go and learn and study, and the history's still there. Danny's still there. Rip's still there. Matt's still there. Those people are still there. They think just because NXT's come along that they that that took over their place. I mean, in no, essence, it, ha- it did, it, but it's it, like it has. But it's in a different world. NXT right? No, 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 where, no doubt. NXT is where you're going to go now. To once you train in OVW, right? Right. NXT is where you went. Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna do it. Although Rip does do it the WWE way, he does. He knows how what WWE wants, or even TNA wants. He knows what they what they're looking for. But they'll send you to NXT and say, "Hey, this is now. Now you're going to go. This is where you're going to get your developmental. You're going to stay here and live there. Where before it would be in Louisville or be Deep South or wherever." But um, you're right. I mean, it's all these great people that have gone through it and come through. I mean, I've heard Jim Ross say there's three schools that he recommends. It's Tommy Dreamers. It's the it's Team 3D, which is um, what you call it, uh, the, 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 the Dudley, Dudley Boys. Boys. And OVW. That's the three that he always promotes. And that's and then Steve Austin just promotes uh, Rip like crazy. Right. And that's the guy to go to because he knows how well he's going to train everybody. I mean, that's where I would send my kids if they wanted to be a wrestler is OVW, yeah. hands down. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I've even... I've even looked into it doing it myself, but that's where I would go my, uh, as well. You know, I've, I've, I trained a little bit back in the day, 
but it wasn't uh, it wasn't OVW. What? Nothing. Me and me and uh, me and Ricky are sharing a moment. Oh man. Well, I'm. I'm just, sorry to always trying to, he's always Spencer. trying to put himself over, isn't he? Let's get back on what, what we're here today for, and that's Logan James, the television champion of Ohio Valley Wrestling. By God, let's talk more about this kid. Chat him up. Thank you. Thank you. It's about time. <laughs> I have a question. Go, go ahead. Now you, now, you stated you're younger. Now, when I wrestled and stuff, we would go out and party after the shows. Now, given that your age, unless you have a fake ID, which I don't think you're going to divulge on a podcast that's going out to millions and millions of people from here to Zimbabwe, <laughs> um, what do you do for fun, you know, to, to wind down, if you will, if you will, what do you do to wind down after your show? Uh, a lot of the times, me and the guys that – I ride with my the main guys that uh, that I ride with are Kevin Giza, Lucas mm. Jacobs, and Adam Slade. Mm. And so we'll get real crazy after a show on Wednesday or Saturday, and we'll uh, link up and play some PlayStation or something. So you play yeah. PUBG? No, we play Fortnite. Oh gosh, you're one it. of those guys. I knew it. I knew it. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, if JK was here right now, he'd probably tell you to move over and be in the love seat next to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, this guy's gonna. He's gonna. He's. I don't know if he's gonna want to meet JK now, or he's gonna want to. He's probably he's scared. scared. Of the shows where you lead David Serena, I'd hit Indy's Chicken on the way home because I didn't really care about my diet. <laughs> And then stop and get a, like, a, like a twelve pack or a six pack of beer. It's not really paid off in the long run, so don't. I suggest you don't do that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So training into there. So, how long did it take uh, for you to get to the point where you had your first match and all that kind of stuff? Uh, it took as, as soon as I got into Rips class, I was put into matches on TV and stuff. So, okay. um, not long, maybe a month or two. Like as soon as Rip got a hold of me and. Uh, I was able to show them what I could do. Like they, they no matter what. Once you get in the rips class, they'll give you an opportunity in a dark mm-hmm. match or mm-hmm. whatever. And as soon as um, that happened, it kind of just hit the ground running there. Nice. Now, um, is was Revolver doing the booking at the time too? Doing the book, or is that somebody else at that time? Uh, no. When I first got there, it was Rocco. Okay, Rocco. Yeah, okay. Rocco and Revolver were kind of back and forth. Okay. Yeah. How do, now? Do you have a good rapport with 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 Adam? And as far as like you know, when he's you know going to do you give him my does he, does he ask for your advice, like opinions or thoughts or whatever about how to go with the? Well, now he does. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before it was like you know, do this kid. Yeah, or whatever. Okay, yeah, it. yeah. He um he seems in in my opinion. We talked about this a couple weeks ago with Randy. Is that he he really is is kind of changing because for a while there it got kind of stale so to, and i don't right. know who was doing the book at the time and we can blame that we can blame tv whatever it just you know the, uh, i always blame Chevy. Ricky. Yeah. yeah well but you could you could do that but <clears throat> it's it seems like it's turning around in the last few months and coming to like you know this is good good stuff it's like they're planning stuff out further out they're not just rushing everything which is what what it needs to be done it absolutely to for about the and uh, probably no coincidence at all but for about the last year or right around that amount of time it's had a resurgence, in my mm-hmm. opinion. There's nothing more I, that I love growing up than getting up on Saturday morning and watching Memphis, Jerry Lawler's wrestling show. Um, you mean back of the day? Yeah, whatever oh, you want to say. Right. I'm shocked you didn't tell him you were a Colts fan, too, so you could try to blow him a couple more kisses while we're on the air here. Oh my gosh. But, uh, but I digress. But anyway, there's nothing I love. And OVW had that feeling for quite a long time, and then it just kind of disappeared, and then it just didn't seem like anybody cared. 
but we're we're getting right back around and this is what i told randy a couple weeks ago guys like you and randall have really set the tone for me as a fan like mm-hmm. when i turn on tv every week i know i'm gonna get a show i could tell y'all are giving it y'all's all and i just really appreciate it if i'm being honest with you yeah well revolver didn't really start listening to us until me and randy started to get into our thing and so that's really where it picked up. And even that, it was not supposed to happen. Me and Randy were not supposed to feud, but he's pro- he's going to kill me when he hears this. But we were in a fatal four-way for the television title. It was me, Randall, DL3, and Reverend Stu. And we come to the end of the match, and I'm pinning DL3, and Randall forgot to break up the pin. Oh, Wow. And that was my first ever championship reign. <laughs> I won, it, that's how I won my first title in wrestling right there. The way he won his first title in wrestling is that he went to a – tell him about it. How would you win your first title? I don't want to spoil your great story. That's a great story. Yours is worse. <laughs> the promotion was going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> they hired Chevy to be the booker, and he booked himself to be the He's champion. Kevin Ashton. The promoter, Kevin go, the, the promoter goes, Chevy, just put the belt on yourself. You've been booking for the last six months. Go on and do it. But like you did, like he, like DL3 or Randall forgot to pull you out. We never told the other guy the finish <laughs> of the match. Wow. I kept all three of them in limbo, and then going out there, I just told the referee about it. <laughs> Believe me. It, I can't believe you're not doing that anymore for a living. I found it entertaining. Some of the boys found it entertaining. That but was you, a great – Did you kayfabe them all? Yeah. <laughs> that fatal four-way match, by the way, was one of my favorite matches because I see a lot of potential in both you and Randall Floyd. DL3 is kind of like a sleeper to me because I, I, I said this to – I'll call him Mr. Royal. Y'all keep calling him Randy like y'all are best friends with these two, not you. Um, but I told him, I said, man, if DL3 had a little bit of size on him, like his gimmick works. It's Speaking of gimmicks, Reverend Stu. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I don't know whether to hate it, love it. And that's what makes a yeah, great wrestling right. storyline. Yeah. I want to be like, uh, yeah. dude, I hate you. And then I'm like, but wait a minute. That's kind of interesting to me. So it's just like that's the future of OVW. And I believe, like we said on the show a couple weeks yeah. ago, I think that's the future. And I, I see three of those four guys being in NXT within the next two, Easily. three years. Easily. Yeah, yeah that's a – that's kind of the thing. Like those guys have such outlandish gimmicks, and me and Randall were the wrestlers. Right. And so when me and Randall were forced to be put together, that's what we that's what we said to Revolver. We were like, "What if we just wrestle?" And that's what that's what made us made our storyline so great. We went out there and we just wrestled and put on great matches. So that's that's how we got Revolver's attention. That's awesome. No, so when was your first match? When did you have your first match? You remember the date or around about the time? Uh, it was the end of October was my showcase match. This past 17 or 16? 16. 16, 16. Okay. Yeah. okay. So the homecoming show? Yeah, yeah. Is that what they're, they still call them that? Or they... they call it showcase matches now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah uh, Chevy once had 14 homecoming matches in the same year. Went 0-14. <laughs> <laughs> Won the first one by DQ. I think we had to go home early. Somebody got have busted you, open. Have got you won a match? Cut. Have you won a match? Did you ever get put up? Besides the one you, you booked yourself, but did anyone ever book yeah. you to win? Yeah, I've won a couple matches in OVW. The Assassin? Is he yeah, still yeah. there? No, he's not there anymore. Well, I, we were, I wrestled the fake Assassin. Okay. Uh, okay. 
Uh, <laughs> gave him the finger poke of doom because he couldn't handle any, any more of Ricky Chevy and pinned him. Then the real assassin came to avenge that, and I hightailed it out of the exit to the left there of the babyface's locker room. Yeah. <laughs> what about the match? Was that a legit match? Did it ever start the one you versus Randy Royal that he came in, saw his name on the board against you, and left? It was never he official. It was, it was unofficial. He confirmed it a couple weeks ago. It was an unofficial official victory for me. It depends on what website. Did the bell ring? No, did, the bell ri- did the bell ring? Ricky Chevy, did the bell ring? In my head, I thought the bell might have rung. But, the, but you even said you went to go, you took you cleaned the trash out of Danny's, Danny's yeah after office. A, after after he left and they said Chevy you got nothing for you tonight go get the trash out of Danny's office. <laughs> hey, that, Randy was smart. He knew what to do. He knew to get out of there. So uh, so you um you won that. So I guess you won the TV title by accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did that go over with uh with the with the boys? Uh well, everyone thought that uh for a while that. I kind of just uh, went rogue, <laughs> put myself over. <laughs> oh, so basically you had heat then. It yeah, yeah. I had out. to come back and tell everybody, like, no, guys, that was that was not my plan. That was <laughs> you didn't. He didn't. You didn't try to pull off the fake kick out or anything like that. Like throw yourself off of him. Uh, I was yelling to DL three kick out. And I, I'm surprised every fan in the building didn't hear me. Too bad yeah. you're like the all American. <laughs> you're the all American baby fa- white meat baby facer. You could have just yanked him up and was like, "I'm not done yet." Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, if you watch back after the match, it's the most heartbreaking celebration for the first title <laughs> victory of all time. Were you just, just standing there like uh, just holding it? Like, what am I doing with this thing? What do I do? <laughs> so funny. Felt like uh, Ricky Bobby in the interview. Like, what do I do, do with my hands? hands? Yeah. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't but know. after that, you just skyrocketed to the top. So a mistake made. Yeah, everything yeah. possible, pretty much. Yeah. Well, hey, sometimes it happens. I mean, uh, you look back at Steve Austin. He wasn't supposed to win that King of the Ring. You know, I mean, it, it just is. it just happens. Of course, it's organic, they man. they booked Gross. it. They booked it that way that day. But I'm just right, saying, originally, right. it was going to be Triple you want, H. And you won a major title and a promotion. By mistake. <laughs> yeah, my first one in my career, by, yeah. by mistake. Yeah. Didn't, ha- didn't have a hold of the tights or nothing. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a white meat baby face. Why would he have a hold of the tights? Sometimes they take shortcuts if the guy's bigger. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Um, now, your style was more of a 205 Live, Cruiserweight, uh, right? Is that the way? That, is that, is the way is the There's a lot of people that listen to the show that probably have never seen OVW television because they just don't live in Louisville or, or in the surrounding area. They can go online and see it. But um, just kind of give an idea of what your style is. Like what, you, you said you're high-filing that type of stuff before. So you kind of – and I'm assuming that's kind of more your 205 Live, Cruiserweight style, right? Yeah, well, training under Rip, uh, Rip's more old school. Right. So I have that old school style. But I've tried to integrate more high-flying, more exciting moves into my moveset because of my athleticism. So it's kind of an old-school high-flying type. Right, okay. Yeah. Like a like – a, uh, maybe a – Ray? Right, yeah, Ray Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero type of – Yeah, high. yeah, not as nearly as good as those guys, but I try, yeah. yeah. You're on your way to being that good, I can tell you that for sure. Well, thank you, sir. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Um, you just called me, sir, and I'm ready to disconnect my headphones and leave. <laughs> so, uh, Matlock comes on in an hour with patachioca pudding, right? You old man. What? Did you just call it pataki? It's tapioca. Tapioca pudding, whatever, same thing. My grandpa had it all the time. Cut his just, mic off. I'm, yeah, I'm just <laughs> muting Cut right him now. off. All right, which one is he? I don't even know. Three? That's that talk. 
he's off. Perfect. He's off. He's off. He's, he's muted. Perfect. He's muted. All right. So, anyways, um, now you had the title. How long did you ha- hold on to the first time? Um, the accident one. Until the next Wednesday. To the next. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, uh, this is your second title run, right? Or third? Uh, this will be my third. Third. Okay. That's yeah. right. Okay. All right. Um, I remember the um, the show. Um, what was that? When, when was that? Back in the summer, we went to, and he jumped off the cage. Yeah, war uh, games. War games, and that was just unbelievable how they how they put it together. Now, when something like that is being done, like do you all? I mean, of course, I know you trained into rips. So rips old school. Rips more of a you know call on the fly, kind of get out there and do your match. But um, but some of that though, I'm sure it's kind of playing ahead. Like, hey, I am going to jump off the cage so to speak, or whatever. Uh, yeah, we planned most of that match ahead, but the original idea was I was going to do a moonsault from the bar. Oh, wow. And we got out there, and I got to the bar and just looked up, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go all the way to the top. <laughs> and so they didn't know that I was going to go all the way to the top, and I just climbed all the way up there. Nice. Wow, that's, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I think we were all were shocked. We were like, he's going, because you could tell, now that you said that, you could tell that you were kind of like, but I thought it was just part of the whole drama, kind of standing there, and then you just kind of kept going up, and it's like, he's going all the way to the top? Cause well, yeah, I, you yeah know. I knew going into that match, I was in that match with uh, so many guys, and I knew that I had to do something real big to stand out. Yeah. And being as little into the business as I was, I had to do something drastic, and when I got to the top, I uh, I went to stand up, kind of wobbled back, mm-hmm. and just hold, hold, held on real tight. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to stand up again. I'm just going to get down from here as quick as I can. Yeah. It, yeah, it was terrifying when I could uh, look up and touch the rafters. Yeah, because the Danny Davis Arena, I mean, it's, it's, it's big but small for that kind of cage. You know, it's not made for a big cage like that, a double cage, basically, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, that's, that's, it's pretty tall. Um, do you, uh, do you, so I guess you don't, you don't practice that beforehand. You don't do it. You just kind of go with it and take the bump as, as it goes, as it go as it comes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, anything in the cage, um, they don't set the cage up until after intermission. So you don't get to even be in the cage until you step in for your match. Have you, did you ever train though? Like with a cage? I mean, does that ever happen or is it just kind of like we're cages? No. We're fighting in the cage for the first time. You know, that we're, yeah, well, the cage is real hard to set up. Yeah. So we don't ever, it's not like a practical thing. Oh no, we, we've, we've watched them set it up many times. I mean, it's not a, it's not a hard, well, at least that for, I mean, of course I know the, but to set it up and practice a spot that would kind of be, well, I'm just saying like practice, like train period and like set up the cage and just train for the day inside of a cage. Have you ever done that? No, they don't do that, I guess, or never have. No, um, <clears throat> Rip is always uh, usually against cage matches. So he, <laughs> he's sounds more, like Rip. He's more, <laughs> more of the old school. So for his class, he wants that thing taken down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I mean, makes like, sense. Cage matches is like the big blow-up match. Like, that's the end all. To, well, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's something you don't want to bring out maybe like once a year in this area. Maybe twice at most. I wouldn't want to sit more than twice a year in the area. Well, I agree with that, but I mean, it just it's especially with someone that you've never been in one before. Like how to you know getting learning into how to take a bump against it, how to how to you know work it, work around it. That's, I mean, of course, you can watch a lot of video, t- a lot of tapes, and a lot of psychology and learn that stuff. But it's still different when you're actually out there to kind of know, hey, I'm going to be thrown up against the ropes, and I might hit this, I might hit the cage shoot at the same time. How's it going to feel? The ropes going to hurt as, as no matter what. But Sell the cage, you know, yeah, Sell the cage. yeah, that was something me and uh, Randall learned real quick in our match. 
this past month in the cage. Mm-hmm. It's uh, <laughs> he hit the ropes for the first one and banged his elbow up against the bar, wow. and we we couldn't be <laughs> in it, and so he didn't know how far back the cage would right. be. So as soon as he hit the ropes, he banged his elbow against the bar. And as far as bumping on the cage, he uh, you don't know. Yeah. And so when he threw me up against it, uh, immediately cuts all up and down my back. And our our referee in Kentucky, you're not allowed to bleed. Right. And so our referee is like looking at us like he's bleeding. Like you guys might have to you might, you guys might have to get out of here. And uh, Randall picks me up, looks at my back, looks at the ref with these stone cold eyes, and looks at her and goes, "He's fine." And pins me, <laughs> so that, so that we could keep going. Now, I thought they changed. I thought the rule got changed. The Kentucky rule. Uh, you can't. Well, it recently did, and you can bleed, but you have to file in an application or. Gotcha. You had to get it approved. Okay. In yeah, yeah. Because like, that was the reason like why the WWE wouldn't come, didn't come back for what like eight years or something. Yeah, they were gone, they were gone for, for a long, long time. time. They would just come for house shows because of the whole bleeding. Uh, rule, which is like, which is funny because they technically don't allow bleeding any, anyways on there, but things can happen. Like you said in the ring, you're not planned to bleed, but it just, it happened. Especially when you go to the cage. I mean, I always, we can talk about the current product a little bit later, but I always get, get upset when you have these gimmick cage matches or elimination chambers, all this stuff. You're going up against steel, but yet you can't have any blood, but you're supposed to believe that they're going to go up right. against steel. Right. It's, no, you know, it's a punishing structure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But it, um, anyway, so what, uh, who was your first match against? My first match was um, Little Damien. Okay. Rook. Yeah. That was my first ever match. And he was great. It, it was, uh, it was probably not a good match. And I refused to watch it back because it was probably <laughs> that bad. But he was great. I mean, it was a great first match for he, me. He did that benefit yeah, he show. Did the benefit. Yeah, Rick was, was on that benefit show. Right? He does like yeah. a wild, like yeah, a wild man a, yeah. kind of almost. Yeah, he's like a wild man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really he's, – and he was, a, he was a great guy uh, backstage and everything, talking to him and what he was doing. And, of course, like, yeah, they call him Rook. And he, uh, he went out there and he actually – the guy he wrestled, he kind of like controlled that match. And I was the referee in that match. And it was pretty cool oh to kind God. of be in the ring with him. And he was, but but no, I was a, I was a green referee, so he like told me he like let me know where I needed to stand, where I needed to be. So it was kind of, I mean, he knew his stuff for being such a young guy. He know, I mean, his, his gimmick is pretty good. Is he, now he, he's um, he, I haven't seen him on VW in a while. I know he comes on some of the shows and does like dark matches and stuff, but he don't really he don't do much on the TV anymore, does he? I haven't seen him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I he for a while he was with uh, Stu. Stu, in Stu. There. yeah, yeah, he was in with Stu. Thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not sure what they're doing now. Yeah. I, I know that he's got Houdini with him now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure what Rook is. I haven't seen Rook in a while, so I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Um, we had to, uh, JK had a couple questions that he emailed to us. Do you have those ready? Yeah, JK's questions got him right here. It's, um, um, of course, you're young and you're in the first couple of years, but you might have ran through this before. But what is one mistake that some new wrestlers can make uh, in the first couple of years? And you kind of say, hey, look, this is what I did. Don't do this, so to speak. Uh, um, I guess one of the things that I could say is going to other shows before you're not ready. Um, one thing that I that I did early and people told me not to do was I went to these other indie shows and wrestled in front of like the 15 and 20s for no money. And my matches were not good. And people were like, Maybe you should stay here and get better before you go. And so that way, 
when you go out there, you make money. Right. And you're not just putting your body on the line for 15 people and no money. Yeah. So it, if there's one thing that I learned pretty quick was make sure that you know your worth. Yeah. And and that can, you know, you're, you're, when, you're, when you're new and starting something, you love to do it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the, the old school mentality is, hey, wrestle as much as you can, kid, get your name out there kind of deal. But when you're, all, when you're in an established company like OVW, you know, and things like that, and you're, you know, it's take as many, take, take less bumps as possible. Cause you got a, you got a long, if you want to have a long career, you're going to take more bumps and try to, try to save those for the right timing, you know, right moment, right. Know your worth. Uh, I think Randy kind of talked about that too, is kind of, he, that was yeah. something he was teaching in guys. And that might, you know, might've been something he shared with you too, is that, Hey, know your, know what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it actually was Randy who I had that distinct conversation with him and, uh, my case have really been the ones that have put my head on straight and really helped me a lot throughout yeah. my short career. It's awesome. And the other question I believe uh, was we talked about this as well. Uh, we asked everybody at the t- or Daniel asked everybody at the table, who do we see at OVW or we could or in the area or in the area yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that you could see NXT Impact. I hope nobody goes to Impact or or the <laughs> WWE product. Uh, of course, I said Ring you and Randall Floyd. I, who did you say? The same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who would you pick if if you I mean, we'll take take yourself out of it because you are so humble and we don't want to put you, put you on the spot? But who at OVW do you see wrestling NXT within the next few years? Um, all the guys that I travel with, so Slade, Giza, Luke. I mean, they are they have an incredible work ethic. Like you said, in Floyd, when me and Floyd started, um, it was either keep up with Floyd or get left behind. And it wasn't that I wasn't working hard. It was that Floyd was working that hard. He is, he, I mean, I've never seen anybody work as hard as Floyd has. So I know that guy will definitely be in NXT one day. Impact, he will definitely make it. Uh, another guy is Tyler Matrix. Yes, Tyler Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Matrix will definitely be there. He, he's phenomenal, phenomenal. And we never really got a chance to actually work before he uh he moved out of ovw so i was gonna say i haven't seen him in a while so i didn't know what the story was there but definitely he catches my eye um for his size big john he's just got something about him that i could see him like being somewhere just being a bruiser being a bully just beating people up um but yeah like i said there's so much good going on in ovw right now it's hard. Like you could name somebody, and that reminds me of somebody. Or you can. Name, it's just there's just so much good going on there right yeah, now. Yeah, I remember uh, my first few weeks there. I walk in and uh, start looking around the locker room, and there's guys like Trevor Steele, Big John, uh, Justin Smooth, who looks phenomenal. Yeah. And I was just looking around, like, yeah, maybe I'm not cut out for this because these guys are six foot five, two fifty, and I am five eight, one eighty. So maybe. Maybe I need to pick something else to do here. Have you – so w- I'm sure guys in the business have told you this or, or kind of as you're learning your craft. I mean, have you looked into some, send, sending tapes to, to NXT or Stanford or Orlando? I don't know. Did they go to Orlando now or still Stanford? I don't know. So, Savvy, where, where, did you, uh, where did you send your tapes at? The trash can? Yeah, pretty much. I think that's about as far as they went there in YouTube. <laughs> Gosh. Nobody watched so, them on YouTube. It, it, Anyways, I'm uh, legit question though. Have you ever looked into like sending it, sending your work, or you just let you just kind of just get let let somebody else handle that? Uh, no, I you can 
WWE has a uh, a profile you can make. Mm-hmm. Like on their website, they have like an NXT yep. profile you can put up some matches. And if they're ever in the area, they might call you and you can be an extra if they like your work and stuff. Yeah, so I, I, I'm definitely getting that set up. All right, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Because I know, you know, years ago, I guess, it would be when OVW had the developmental deal, they would constantly send the tapes every single week. They would watch the show and see all the pe- all the people. So, Well, that's why whenever they had a, lo- a local event, we got to see in the dark matches or the squash yeah. matches, we got to see all of our favorite OVW wrestlers, and they're against right. our favorite WWE wrestlers. So. And there was, and didn't we just have one, when they were here in... Um and Louisville last time, Kevin Kevin Owens fought someone. Who did he Who did he wrestle again? Somebody I don't remember last week, let alone last summer. <laughs> but it so. was like they, they still get it breaks. Was. I mean, it was. even when uh, I remember when CM Punk got the dude, uh, what's his name, and uh, shaved Ted his McNeller. head. Yeah, and shaved his head. Yeah, that was you know they still do that, I guess, and they're in town, get their local guys. So yeah, that's that's I mean that's good because I think what we were talking before. I mean, you definitely, you know, of course they always look for these big, you know, six foot seven monster guys but at the same time now there's so much criteria out there for the younger shorter guy right right with the 205 the 205 live is something that's really taken off and that would really i mean that's something that a lot of us gives us a lot of hope yeah you know like the the cruiserweight division would be a good fit for a lot of us and the fact that now hunter is running it i mean it's it's going to be good because i think for a while it got kind of stale but it seems to be on the up and up i think i don't watch it you do jeremy i do watch it and it's it's kind of getting better so i'm actually thinking about well i'm i'm probably gonna i know i'll see it in april <laughs> but i'm probably gonna uh gonna definitely uh check it out again because it seems like it's getting better like the nxt product is. well the thing about it is for the for the longest time there was just no structure. It was just cruiserweights having matches. There was no, there weren't very many storylines. It was almost like they saw the success of the cruiserweight classic, and they're like, "Oh, let's just do these matches every week." There was no direction. There was no structure. There was nothing. And it helped with Enzo when they brought in Enzo. I mean, of course, I know Enzo's gone and all that, but having that character and, and building some kind—I mean, it worked to get yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, it, it did. He, he annoyed the crap out of me, but it it did. It, it made it a little bit better. But since, like you said, since Hunter took over about four or six, four to six weeks ago, I don't remember yeah. when it was. It's got exponentially better. So yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what he did with NXT. I mean, NXT is great because of the fact that you have less people running it. We talked about this more. The, the wrestling is wrestling, and they're still telling stories in the ring and a little bit outside the ring, and that's kind of what what the cruiserweight is going into, and that's what it needs to be done. I mean, the cruiserweight division that we all love, fell in love with from WCW. The reason why it was so good is because the wrestlers told stories in the rings in the ring. They didn't they didn't just you know try to get themselves over. They actually told stories, and uh, well, Jericho did get himself over though, but um, he'll tell you that. But it was actually, it, but it was it was it was good. It was good quality stuff, and that's why that's what you they're trying to recreate all the as many times as they've tried to do it, and it seems like they haven't got to that point. But I think now they might be on the on working on that. Just, Abs- yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've had and just in the last few weeks they had uh, Buddy Murphy from NXT up. They've had Tyler Bate and Trent Seven from the WWE UK tournament. Um, Roderick Strong's been over there. I'm hearing that they're gonna send Ricochet to 205. I'm excited. He's one of my favorite. You know, guys out there, and there's one more other. There's one other person I can't for the life of me. He's a new signee that they're they're sending out. I can't remember, but it's just so much action. And yeah, I, I mean, it's getting there. It's getting a lot better. Yeah, I think the worst thing that they did to the cruiserweight division was taking Neville out. Yeah, I mean, he was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, then they ran Austin Aries off too. Yeah, but or, I mean, I don't know the, the the specifics behind that. But Austin Aries, that Austin Aries Neville, even though it kind of. At Mania, 
It had the well, potential for a long it run. It should have success. opened the, the mania show. Not it should have been on the pre-show. Right, it should not have been but, on the pre-show because it was a great match. And yeah, um, it was a great match. They just had it rough with being on the pre-show and not a lot of people being there. Not everybody in the stadium, right? But that, that program could have been a ten-month program. They're so oh, entertaining. Really could. They could have. Really I know could. that's why I said it. Uh, they just so okay. entertaining. But I mean, Austin Aries left WWE. Showed up at Impact a couple weeks ago, won the world title, and hadn't lost it since. So I guess he did what was best for business. Hey, uh, I'm sorry to use that in the same sentence. He was as on Impact. Jericho's podcast to kind of explain all that. It was, I mean, it was it's kind of a understanding between the two. Honestly, that's fine. Let's let's get away from Impact. I I can't stand that. <laughs> What's wrong with Impact? I appreciate the jobs they provide for for wrestlers. <laughs> I mean, that, that's great. But you're, I know you're just. What, what if Logan got really a, What if Logan got a job? Then I will Impact. watch him. On okay, Impact. Right. I'm loyal. I'll do that. <laughs> Because you never know. They could offer him a deal. I mean, you want to tell them to turn it down? If they, no. no okay, absolutely all right, not. All right. I will say this, I'll in case they're that. listening, uh, which they're not because Chevy's here, but <laughs> they have been doing some cool stuff. It's cool to me because when Impact comes on, it's two hours of wrestling, only about an hour of it's from the Impact Zone or, or area. They show matches from CMLL, AAA, NOAA. Like, they go around the world and show different – but that's my thing. If your best aspect of your TV show is showing wrestling matches from other promotions, is it that great? I mean, for the wrestling fan, it is. But for you, what's it saying? Like, you know, hey, we gotta we gotta show all these other matches for. I don't know. It just aggravates me because they got so much talent there, and half of it's left and already headed to NXT. Is uh, Eli Drake still there as of today? Yeah, yes. He is. I've yeah. been trying to keep up with it here and there. Like you said, Aries came back a few weeks ago and won the belt, but I was watching. Well, literally, he came back in December and won the belt. Yeah, but the way that but, they tape everything there, they record three months of shows. I mean, EC3 has already appeared on WWE television, and he wrestled this week and is wrestling next I find, week. I find Eli Drake very entertaining. I love so. Eli Drake. Yeah, I'm a fan of Eli Drake. Yeah, I try and keep up with the uh, the, the impact, but... The, the whole three months in advance, knowing uh, EC3 is already going to go down. So rough. Yeah. That didn't make it rough when you're following a – and that, that was my big uh, argument against SmackDown is that they would tape it uh, on Tuesday and show it there. And I didn't even want to watch it, but I haven't missed – you know, I don't miss it anymore, but I was – NXT, I, I watched NXT every week when it came on at first, but now they do the same thing. They do like four yeah. or five well, weeks. They, they were doing it then, and just now it gets put out like the sports get out there. I mean – like NXT, I sent that funny. Uh, it wasn't funny. Yeah, it was a funny, funny little, to you. funny little picture. That, you know, NXT does this breaking news, and they go a new world t- or new title to be reviewed at the paper, whatever it was. Debut, not debuted. reviewed. Um, and then they go caution, spoiler. After they told you what it was, right. I'm going to. Why? You're not well, supposed. The spoiler to- wasn't the title. The spoiler was that EC3. I, no, no, no. It, that was what it was. Caution, spoiler. But but I'm just going, just say NXT News, spoiler, click Don't on it. Don't run things for Chevy. Away. Now, you're giving spoilers to him. He didn't plan on watching it for another three months. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, speaking of the current product, we we, we've, we did this. You know, we always like to do this for our guests that's in the business. We're going to talk a little bit about the current product. You've shared a little bit there. I'd like to hear your thoughts of what you see, what you, you know, you've been in the business, all that. But first, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Uh, go to callanebleburn.com um, and order your order your shirts or uh, hats, anything there. But use promo code ringside. You save 10%. That is the official peril of the Ringside Podcast, collarnoblebrand.com, promo code RINGSIDE, save 10%.
All right, so back to the current product, as we said. Chevy, now, when we wasn't recording, you made a good – you brought up a good point. Believe it or By not. By God, I always make a damn good point. <laughs> right now, we are being – people are being forced to watch wrestling for three and two hours at a time. Watching California, they're trying to see if this is legal to make inmates watch this for three hours at a time, if this is human torture. What I do like about the current product of Ohio Valley Wrestling is it's only an hour. It keeps our attention for an hour. Another tangent that I'm going to get off on is why must they insult us? Back when we were watching wrestling, they would tape backstage interview segments anywhere in the building. Mick Foley could be in the boiler room, could be in a suite upstairs. Vince McMahon would have his office. Now they all transcend to one part of the building, and that's Stephanie and Kurt's office. Why in the hell do they not go anywhere else? Is there not another part of the building? Don't don't forget the backdrop with with Renee Young or or, or what's her name, Dasha? Dasha. Sasha, Dasha, I don't give a rat's ass. I'm tired of having my intelligence insulted. I know this is a PG-13 show, so I'm going to digress. And I apologize for the young listener here that's on our guest, that's our guest today, Logan James. No, no, by way. God, I agree. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Hell yeah, bring him back. <laughs> uh, so, no, no you, you've got a good point. I mean, it's it's always silly. Like, like for example, Russo the other day was talking about um, – the the whole Stephanie McMahon thing when it, what it happened with her on the show a couple of weeks ago where she gets you know Ronda Rousey about breaks her arm and all this whatever all this happens and then they don't even or one of them they don't they don't talk about her whereabouts what she's going on is she in the hospital with everything check up on her this is their main storyline they started off raw with the one of the biggest stars in the industry uh, where they could have played this out all night long had her carted away long. in an ambulance have live feed from the hospital have what, somebody sitting there I'm waiting right now right. like they did when Vince was in the hospital yeah. that was a perfect when Russo was writing he did that you constantly had what, oh no what's is Steve going to show up what is he going to do oh he done he done ran you know he done drove a Zamboni hey, bro, up to the it ring. Was unpredictable back at that time bro <laughs> so but he he does all that <laughs> He does all that, and then like you constantly see what's going on with with the whole show. Like you're you're, you're knowing what okay. People what is can Vince bash when... how the TV product was back then, but let's face it, that was great TV because it kept our attention for three hours. You could watch it for three hours and not know what to expect in the next well, five minutes. Well, here's the thing, Vince. Well, I'll just, Russo always says is that they wrote based off. Who, flipping the channel back and forth. What we're gonna have to keep them flipping away from WCW. So we gotta write based on that. Well, they don't do that now. If the writers would write based on keeping them from flipping to MTV Video Music Awards or MTV whatever or t- Teen Mom or uh, The Bachelor, Monday Night Football, whatever is on Monday nights now, keep them from flipping the channel. They don't do that. They, they don't. They don't. Pay, they don't write that way. If they but would write that I, way, it would be, I, be better. I, I honestly, say I think the last time they might have paid a little bit of attention to it, and I'm dating myself here. Remember when Hogan came into Impact Wrestling, and yeah. they declared they were going to, going to Monday night, which was a big mistake. But right, it was a big mistake. But what did they do that first night on Raw? Bret Hart and Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, re, they, they 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 said they said they made their amends. They were going to reconcile on live TV. And they hugged in the ring, and everything on, was great. So you mean they had to have a little bit of a red flag yeah. going up about Hogan and that coming. literally got that that everyone turned their eyes. They didn't even care about Hogan and Flair and what was no. going on the Impact. They hey, cared that about first that. episode of Impact was really good for the first hour. Then it went downhill real real quick. The first episode was really good, but yeah, I mean those are tactics. I mean you're in the business, you're producing the show. You you're smart enough to know what's going to keep people listening and what's going to make them turn the channel so i, I don't think you. they can now anymore though with the whole three hours uh they have so many commercials that I'm, there's not much they can do from keep me from getting bored 
There's only so much you can shove into a wrestling product. We watched the Royal Rumble here at Area 55. I don't need your cheap pops. We didn't find <laughs> we didn't find either of the main Rumbles entertaining. What? We didn't. Nobody did except for Daniel and but, JK. But we did enjoy Ric Flair as Colonel Sanders winning the, the <laughs> KFC Rumble. The KFC Rumble. And I actually had the shirt on order from WWE Shop Zone. I tried to get him to send me a free one. wasn't really panning out, so that, I went on and paid the $25. So real, you honestly didn't like the Rumble this year? No. I can't say. I, wow. I, 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 I can't stand Shinsuke. He didn't like it either. I, I didn't. I, to be honest, the placement for me, it, it being like within the first hour of the show, yeah. that killed it for me. And second off, I just I missed the days of the Rumble where the Rumble was used to get somebody over that had no other shot of getting over else. Now, there was always your exceptions, like the 17-time Stone Cold one or, or HBK <laughs> or stuff like that. But I love seeing a new guy get an opportunity. And for me, Shinsuke's been around. So Daniel just heard of him like a year ago. But for me, I've, I've, I've followed him. I follow all the wrestlings really, really close. Sure. And I the first wrestling. night that I seen him was at the NXT live event or pay-per-view thing. And I thought he was having a seizure when he came out. <laughs> I honestly oh. thought he was having a stroke. Um, well, I would like to see Bobby Roode get the nod over Shinsuke. I would too. Well, yeah, it would have been great, but it just doesn't. But okay, but Shinsuke is over with the crowd. As much as we, as much as we think it's weird, odd, he can wrestle. Don't get me wrong, but as much as we think his character, this whole Michael jo- Michael jo- Michael Jackson persona, whatever they're, you know, whatever they, whatever they're producing out there, just beat it's it, Daniel. Just beat it. It's working. So you, it makes sense. But would you rather have seen Roman Reigns win it when he's won it before? No, right? That's who it was going to be. Him no, or he Roman. told you who he'd rather. If you not, open right. up your ears, and I listen, heard he said Bobby Roode. Right, absolutely. But, Bobby Roode should have won it. Why? Why though? Where, where where would it go to though? Where where's the story of Bobby Roode? He's going to go after AJ. Where's where, Bobby Roode? AJ Styles. No, 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 no. Not a, leap, not a lot of people who've seen that. We've uh, seen Bobby Roode and AJ Styles before. But ha- has the WWE Universe saw Bobby Roode and AJ, AJ Styles before? According to you, they have. No, according to you, they haven't. Exactly. But why Why do we need to see and that? And you're though? over here bragging about how Shinsuke and AJ are probably going to put on a damn good match. They but need Cena what? in the match, actually. I was hoping. I want to oh see that God. triple threat. Golly. I digress. Cena in the match. Stop yes. stealing my. I'm right here. <laughs> what line am I still in? The digress. You don't even know what digress means. What does digress and mean? You stole it from Taz. Stop it. No, I didn't. Uh, okay, all right, sure. To take back. <laughs> to move back with something. Lucky guy. <laughs> but <laughs> you got it right though. That's the like we said last week with Randy here. They need Shinsuke needs a mouthpiece. I, I don't think he needs one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he needs. One I just either. don't think he needs a talk. Period. He, he, he talks too much. And it'd be he talks too much. And he sounds like he's having a seizure or a stroke. Well, he, because because he, <laughs> English is not. No English offense not to a, the people out there. English is not as, not as... Some decorum, please. <laughs> English is not his first language, okay? It's I not apologize. his either. I know. But he does not need to... He doesn't need to talk, period. Neither does... Ronda needs to say less. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Oscar needs to say less. Just, if you want to get them over... Braun Strowman needs to say less. If I was to see Ronda Rousey or Shinsuke walking down an alley, I would be more scared of Ronda freaking Rousey than I would be of Shinsuke Nakamura. Why, though? Because you know of Ronda's, you know of Ronda's past. She's you don't bigger know than she, him. <laughs> Good point, real quick. I'm, 
Braun Strowman to me has lost some of his mystique since he because started the whole, talking. In the whole comedy stuff. Why yeah. is he doing comedy? Why is he playing the child? I mean, it's don't get me wrong, it's funny. It is. But he's not gonna be but he's he's the monster among men. You're not supposed to laugh at the monster among men. You're supposed no. to run from the monster among men. Absolutely. Right? I agree with you. So why make him laugh? I agree I mean, with why me. make why make us laughed? laugh? Laugh. Laugh. <laughs> why back, make like, us laugh? Like Braun Strowman, he's supposed to be scary. Like Van Vader. I mean, looking back at it now, it's funny to watch these old vignettes of Van Vader because they are pretty entertaining. But back then, you were supposed to take this guy as a legit badass, which he was. Well, the, the last time somebody laughed at something that was supposed to be scary, he got smacked in the face. Get corny smacked. Over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the WWE does wrong with those people is, if you look at New Japan, they don't do the 20-minute in-ring promos. Yeah. They let those guys go out there and get over doing character stuff in-ring and not so much on the microphone. And so the WWE will put them on the microphone trying to get them over, and it doesn't work when all they need to do is put them in the ring. Yeah. 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 And, and like, we talked about this before. I mean, every Monday Night Raw is predictable. You know as soon as the show starts, 99% of the the shows, they don't start with a match or anything. They start right into a 30-minute promo, 30-minute segment or whatever, now, some of that does get me excited, get me caught up, and get me looking. But they, but the problem is they never anymore go back to that. They just show the replay. Oh, this is what happened earlier today. It's like, whoa, 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 wait. Why don't we keep having this ongoing story all throughout the yeah. whole show? And then if we do have it, somebody just randomly shows up in Kurt or Stephanie's office. It's like, do they not have a lock on the door? Like, do they not, you know? That's why what they did with the, uh, the gauntlet match a few weeks ago, that's why that episode I liked tremendously more yeah. than just starting with the yeah. 20 because yeah. it kept it kept you all through the night right you know right. and, and you and you really didn't know you thought okay oh this this person is definitely <laughs> not gonna win oh no they put him over okay now he's gotta have another match oh he's gonna lose this one. No, oh, no he actually won and you kept yeah. it it was entertaining kept going on and then you knew when braun come out it was like oh boy now it's there's oh, no way boy. and what happened boy. he then you shot shock now you're he still lo- in jk's that's Shockingly, he lo- he lost. He, he it lost. was a great. It was a great. T- I mean, I I went up to uh, the Y to to watch the first hour. Uh, we go at, at at the nighttime, and so I'm on the treadmill, and I'm like, well, surely I'm not going to miss a whole bunch. And like, it took up my entire first hour uh, on the treadmill, and then I had to go. I had to run. We came home, and I had to go back and watch the rest of it. That's the kind of st- that's all we want. I know that these days that wrestling promotions cater to your microwave society. Your mm-hmm. uh, your attention span, you know, they say that, that kids these days have short attention spans. That's no, I'm saying it, it, it they call it the millennial effect effect. Yeah. Um, and I get that, but that's not, and I don't think that Logan's like that at all. I mean, just say for the most part, well, actually, that's a good question. Okay. So you are a millennial, you know, you're, you're the audience they're, they're gearing towards basically, even though you're in the business, do you do you like the the constant? Oh, two weeks from now, the, the storylines already changed, or they're doing something else. Do you like the slow build stuff, the old school stuff? No, I think you got to have a mix of both, and they don't. Okay, they they don't have the slow build stuff. I, I, you got to have the the six month programs. You got to have the guys who you build a feud to. Like I think they did a good job with the Shinsuke and AJ because they built to it. They teased it in the uh, Money the Money in the, in the Bank, Bank match. Yeah. Like they yeah. teased it in multiple matches to where like what if these guys had a match and now it's not and now that they do i, I think that they that, that that storyline is really well, taken th- off it is the only thing that i wish they would not they would get rid of and i don't they, they haven't done it in 20 years so i guess they're not going to do it now but 
I wish the Rumble would start with the Rumble, have nothing in between but Raw and SmackDown shows, and then WrestleMania. They're, these other these, now they're getting rid of the two pay per views now, going back to the one, but. These these pay per views from you know Elimination Chamber and then now Fastlane in between it kind of to me always takes away from the WrestleMania card. Yeah, you got to take away from that storyline to to do something for that pay per view. Right. Like yeah. like Cena's involved in this whole thing and and, and he's going to you know is he going to win the title? He's going to win the title going to WrestleMania and AJ and they're kind of throwing that in there when it's like you should be focused on. Uh, Nakamura saying no I'm I'm coming after that title and that right. should be your main thing right now when we're three weeks away from Wrestlemania not oh not a ra- throwing a wrench in there to say hey maybe it's right. going to be Shinsei and Cena instead or whatever and that, like I said personally I think that if he was added into the, into the main event it would be okay but at the same time if you're if you're building something that far then go finish it off and we talked about this before is that the whole uh, Jericho and Owens w- that should have had the world title or the universal whatever you call it the red title should have had that title um, going into the Romania and instead because of Vince just changed his mind and thought huh, I want you know Brock and Goldberg needed they didn't need it that, no, that was going that was going to be over and going to be a big match no matter what it was round three it was could 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 he do this again to Brock or whatever mm-hmm. like they didn't need the title. Jericho and Owens needed the title. Yeah, they had the U- U.S. title, but they needed the Universal title because that was kind of where the story was going. And you can tell it did a shift, and they just kind of used the U- U.S. title instead. Um, it would have been great to have them have have that going on with both have title versus title, even you know. Well, and it goes back to time and time again. It, it seems funny we keep bringing the same stuff up over and over. But when I first started watching wrestling, there was like five pay per views and. In every year, and everything built up to end at the pay per view. Yeah. It was entertaining. Shut up. <laughs> um, hey, do you want to host this podcast from now on? <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, you had your your storylines lasted about three months. The programs, mm-hmm. you know, you may not even you may have the Islanders and Heart Foundation. Get into an altercation on the interview stand in January and not have a match till July or August because they decide, you know, okay, they're going to go their separate ways. They come back, interfere in each other's match. Just, one of the greatest was great. The, the way they did one it of the was great, great. storylines back in ninety six to ninety seven started with a match and ended with one of the great matches. And it was a, it was a, it was the the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin when he got in that feud with Bret Hart. You had it. You started the Survivor yeah. Series match. It was a great match, and then you built up all the way up to that WrestleMania thirteen match. And there was a slow build from their angle all the way up through there. Yeah, there was stuff in and out. They wrestled other people in and out and all. But you you followed along and you got to that point and you couldn't wait to see it. And then that was the double turn. And they did it smart with the double turn. And there goes Brett in one direction, Steve another. And it was perfect. And that was, what, a six-month program? Yeah, I think some of the best feuds in the Attitude Era were uh, Taker and Kane. Yeah. yeah. That was a yeah. real... That was a slow, yeah, was a, process. A slow process. That started at that really started the summer with Paul Bear cutting promos about Keith's coming. He's Kane, and then reveals himself at the Bad Blood in your house, and then goes all the way. They fight it. They finally have their match at WrestleMania, and then and he, he you know, burns him in the burns him in the casket, casket yeah. and all this all this stuff. He wouldn't want to. Undertaker was like, "I'm not fighting you." Taker set Kane on fire with a with a with a lightning bolt. Well, yeah, well, that was that was later after he came back because he's like he didn't want to touch him, he didn't want to fight him, and my brother. And then he was like, 
Finally, Taker was like, "I got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end you." And it was like you were, you were ready for, you ready for the match. Yeah. And that was a good. And of course, it took it. Look at Kane. Who would have ever thought Kane would have a twenty something year career in the WWE, being top of what he was? I mean, and the, the gimmick was given, and he had so many other other stuff that he made money with. I mean, the fake Diesel award, Isaac Yankum. I mean, he was it was he working. made money off those. He made money off them. Yeah, Glenn Glenn would tell you he would. Yeah, back then they yeah. actually did something unheard of and took. Take her off uh, TV for a while. Mm-hmm. They just took him off. Well, and he, he did. That was kind of a. No- well, we joke about it. that. Was kind of Taker's thing. He would leave from December through March and come back. But it was kind of like his vacation. But yeah, they would take him off TV, and it was a smart thing to do because it made well, you want him back. Th- this is weird because on the way here, I was listening to the No Way Out of Bruce Pritchard something to wrestle with podcast, and he was talking about what we're talking about now going into WrestleMania ninety eight. Yeah, out? yeah. Taker's dad was very sick. And so he was taking time off to be with his dad. Yeah. And uh, that's why he was gone for so long. Right, but, was, it, but, but it made sense with the storyline because yeah. you were done with him and Sean's program. Sean was moving on to, to Austin. You were done with that. You you had Kane and Paul Bearer could sell the sell the, the He didn't, the he didn't need him. to be there to sell it. No, he didn't need to be there to sell it. And when he returns, it was like oh, he's you know, he's gonna get his revenge. You know, you knew it. It was it made it exciting when he came back. It's just like Jericho, as many times as he's left and come back, it's always been exciting when he's been off TV and came back. It's like of course he's actually left for years or so, but when he'd come back it would be it would be you would be unexpected, you would be excited, you see what he's and then you didn't know if he was a baby face or a heel. He always came back as a baby face, but sometimes he would flip the script and turn heel on. Yeah, the next the one time he did, came back and didn't talk for like three weeks. Right, right, and it was the CM Punk. That was the CM Punk yeah. feud, right? Yeah. Yep. You got something? No, I have nothing to say. I don't. I'm not a big Jericho fan. You know, I'm not. So why would I add anything to that? One thing I, I want to change. Show. I want to change it up. Logan, who, who who's some of the guys you watch film of? Uh, I watch a lot of Shinsuke. I like Shinsuke a okay. lot. Um, Balor. Finn Balor, oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. good. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, and Neville, Neville. I think that everything that Neville did in NXT was some of the best work a wrestler has done. Period. Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch some of his matches, like his match with Sami Zayn in NXT, yep. that match is phenomenal. So everything that Neville did during that time, I really like to watch. What do you think is the uh, take somebody like Neville in NXT? Take Tyler Breeze in NXT, Bailey, just Shinsuke. And then they go into the 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 the, the main roster, as we like to call it. I think it. I know. What you're, yeah, <laughs> pushing them too quick, giving okay. them title reigns. Yeah, like, um, they did it with Sheamus. They brought Sheamus up and gave him a world title, and he fizzled out. Mm-hmm. Right. The, um, Alberto Del Rio. They yeah. did the same thing. They they had this thing where they they get the new guys, they push them real quick, and then nobody cares. Right. So they, they, they're shiny they new toy. That's the shiny well, new like, toy that's why, syndrome. That's why Daniel Bryan works so well. They built up to it, and when he actually won, it meant a whole lot more than yeah. just bringing them up, and it, they got more out of it. Yeah, and, and it's organic. It's or, the fans like to see the the person. Uh, this they feel like I have chosen them, whether they have it or not. But I've chosen this person to be right. who. Like CM Punk was another one. I mean, CM right. Punk was, you know, he wouldn't get this shot. He was going. He had a chip on his shoulder. You can tell. And then finally, he he gets over, and the next thing you know, he's like the greatest thing ever that happened, and they still chant his name, even though he's been gone for four years. <laughs> it's just kind of it's it's annoying, but they do. I hate when fans hijack the shows, man. Well, I do too. I mean, it, how but, many times does that happen in one of your events? Never. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, and, and you're at this point. It's been four years, dude. Quit chanting his name. I get that, yeah. but 
he's he impacted them so much that they're still chanting his name anytime something similar gets brought but up. Like Triple H did it. Like it was the year that um, Fandango fought Chris Jericho, and he came out the following night and says, "Whatever we tell you to like, you're gonna like it." <laughs> well, it yeah, but yeah, but that's, that, yeah, but that's he what was that, like you were doing a goofy dance two years ago. You're doing the yes this year. He said, "Whatever we want you to do next year, by God, you'll do it." And but but right but that's true but at the same time it, it's done a certain way when they, when you force Roman Reigns down your throat or you force you know Sheamus or whoever you you kind of you kind of get pushed back off but if you let it organically you can still force it but let it organically happen where the fans I was more accepting of Sheamus because how he won the title was I think a tables match if I'm not yeah if I'm on Raw and it was a mistake it, it almost looked like a blunder it did look like a well if. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he had wasn't it Cena? Wasn't it him versus Cena? Yeah, and he kicked and he him picked him up, and they kind of tipped over backwards, and Cena went through the table, and Sheamus stayed up. Yeah, it was something along those. It probably wasn't exactly like, especially no. if you're agreeing with me. It was probably nothing like that. Or what about when when the when the Nexus like hijacked the show, and no one knew about it? No one had no not the they they kayfabe the boys. The only one that knew was Cena and a few of the guys, and that was it. And they hijacked the end of the show and tore up the ring and did everything. You were like, wh- I mean, you were just. And shocked, you were yeah. like, "Is this what really just happened here?" And that's the way to do it. I mean, to keep that that on, on the edge of your seat, kind of. They um, could have had six months of TV out of that, but they no, they sped, they had a lot of TV, but out they of sped that. it up and they fizzled them all out real quick. They ended up making Wade Barrett look like an ass. Well, but but, it, but if you look at the way they took it off and had and later had uh, punk, the core, yeah, they 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 got a lot of TV out of it. Yeah. I, they could have done other stuff with Duncan Barrett. We always Wade Barrett could have had a title run out of that. Wade Barrett should have had a title run. Period. He was he was legit good, and they yeah. kind of messed up his gimmick. I mean, that's the bad news, Barrett. That was over. That was. I've great, got some bad news, but they just they just let it die. You know, and why they do that, I don't know. It's weird. You know, like right now Rusev Day, they need to jump on Rusev Day. But they, I don't know if they will. I, I don't know. Can you do that with your hands one more time? What? I'm, I'm doing Rusev I'm doing Day. <laughs> no one can see what you're doing down on the Thank mic. Thank God. Right? <laughs> they uh, might have got the wrong impression. <laughs> so, like, like, things like that. Like, the fans, you know, um, hijacking the show. Or, I mean, you know, Dictate everything is, everything is, this is awesome. And I, yeah, I get it. I mean, it, it's, some, some matches are good, but why is it? Is that awesomer than the week before? Is that a word? Is no. that more awesome than the than the than the week before you when you chant it? I mean, why does like does that annoy you as a as a worker? To he- no, that uh, as a worker, it's more like um, acknowledgement from the fans, okay, as to what you're doing. And I personally, I don't mind when the fans take over. I, I mean, they they pay their money; they can do what they want and as a worker it makes it more interesting you know what i mean it makes the fans they'll tell you what they want yeah and yep. when a, i think it's always good when the fans make their opinion heard like no matter what when they boo roman they're making their opinion heard that's true true and, and it takes back to like you said it's challenging for the worker too or kind of interesting because look at when you know, and she's great on the mic and everything. I think now she would handle it differently. Differently, but when they hijacked uh, Charlotte uh, a few years ago and started uh, chaining Bailey and doing all this stuff, and she was trying to talk and she couldn't handle it. She was like trying to, where do I go with this? I'm trying to stick to the script. They rattled her, rattled her. Yeah. And then you look back at like someone, a, ver- a veteran like 
Jericho was like, you're not hijacking the show on my watch, and he just shut them all up. And then, or even Stephanie McMahon, the last time I'm in Chicago, yeah, keep keep that up for a few more seconds. You'll last as longer as Punk did. And it was like, it was oh, awesome. and it was just shut them up. You know, it was just so you see a, a veteran handle it and get them and take them back to to it, or you see someone like Charlotte struggle with that. And I think even Alexa Bliss recently has, as young as she is, has like shut them up and turned them yeah. around. And it's been like, wow, she's such a young talent, but yet she has that crowd in the palm of her hand it's amazing and that's it's a good you're right maybe that maybe that's good to let them hijack because it makes you know who the real deal is and who's not right like um, when they did it in uh the unification match for both of the world titles where orton and cena were in the ring and they brought all the world champions out and they were in seattle yeah and the crowd would not stop chanting for daniel bryan that night was the night where they yeah. completely changed their wrestlemania plans to add bryan to it right 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 yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you had to. I mean, at that point, um, plus that's when that's the reason why Punk said he left was that, look, this guy should be getting over and getting the spot, and you're trying to do something else with Batista, and you know, you got nothing for me, so I'm out the door or whatever. So, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of backstage politics still go on to this day. But do, now, do you get a lot of that? In OV, is there a lot of backstage politics in OVW? Yeah, in wrestling in general, there is. It's yeah. the most frustrating thing I've ever done in my entire life, backstage of a wrestling show. I mean, con- constantly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, as a wrestler, you always want your position to be better, no matter what. And I think that if you ever don't feel that way, then it's a bad thing. Yeah. And so, no matter what, you're going to be frustrated. But the hardest job in the world is to book a wrestling show because you got all these wrestlers who think that should be me in that spot, and if it's not them, then. You're going to get upset about it if you're not getting what you want. So, like, for example, you're in a program with XYZ Wrestler, and they're telling you this is how it's going to go. I mean, do you go and do you say – if you feel differently, like, I don't think that's the right move. Whether it's getting you over or not, but that's the right move. Do you actually – do you – are you at the um, – Vocalize that. Are you at – yeah, are you able to go and, like, point your opinion now? Or are you, or are you just kind of like, well, I'm still – Still green. I'm still young. I need to. I need to step back. You know, or or. Well, I mean, I think it's always okay, no matter how far you are in, to tell them something you don't want to do mm-hmm. or th- that you don't like, that you don't think you can put your heart into. But at the end of the day, I'll do whatever they tell me to do. Yeah. You know, you at the end of the day, right. you always got to be professional, and you always got to whatever the booker wants. That's what you do. Yeah. But I, it's always okay, and Revolver's really good at this at just listening. To whatever you have to say, and he's going to take it into consideration. But at the end of the day, he's going to make the decision that he thinks is that he thinks is best. And as a wrestler, it's hard not to think sometimes that that's not personal. You know, sometimes a lot of wrestlers take it the wrong way, and they think, "Okay, well, you just don't like me." Well, no, it's just him trying to handle everything on the show mm-hmm. and put it put it out the way that he wants to put it out. Well, I think one of the th- I've heard a lot. Other people talked about Vince before. Is that McMahon? Is that if he had, if you had a disagreement, you thought something would be different. If you came to him with, like, I think this should be, this is not the right way to go. And if you didn't have an idea, like if you didn't have it, this is a better example this way. If you just came to him like, I don't like that idea. Okay, well, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Just do something different. He would, he would ignore it, go on. But if you actually came to him with, this is the the step you should take and why it would be better for my character for this or whatever, then Vince would listen. He may not still do it, but he had the ability to listen. Where if you just came to him and just, I don't like it, he would kind of, huh, I ain't listen, you know, I'm kind of ignoring, go on. Where in ninety percent of the time, if you gave him a good example, I mean Jericho said this many times, or Steve Austin, all of them have said it that 
you know, he would go, he would, he would eventually kind of, he may not do it exactly the way you said it, but you would eventually get your way, so to speak, in a roundabout, in a Vince McMahon kind of way. He would Jedi mind trick you and you would get, you would get it, but it would be hit all his idea. But it's just, that's why he's so very successful and why Vince is where he's at today and why everyone else is still trying to chase him, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Well, goddamn, uh, pal. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with your hair? I don't know. He's got the, what is up with the hair? Oh, I'm just growing it out. At least he's not wearing the the ball sack hat today. I wore a Wahlburgers hat last week. What? Here, Logan? He wore. He, they wanted to give me no, hell over. He, it was it was a ball. It's on our Twitter page. It was a it was a ball sack. It wasn't Wahlburgers. It was a wall. It was a ball sack. I respect you so much more for wearing a ball sack hat <laughs> than before I walked in. <laughs> It's easy for people to come down here and look at them. They they lose a lot of respect immediately. <laughs> well, um, I want to ask a couple, uh, a couple final questions. I know you're. I know, like I said, you haven't had many, but you probably have something that stands out. So, two part question. One is, what is your favorite match you've ever been in so far? Uh, and two, actually, you know, I've got three questions. I'll ask the, the in with the last one. And the second one is, what's the best match you've ever seen? Seen live or it doesn't matter. But favorite match, whether you, I, the my favorite match I've never I wouldn't see live is on it's a WrestleMania match. So it's live or in person or seen on, on tape or this older whether you weren't alive yet or not. Just best. Well, match I, I have my my favorite match as far as a wrestling match, but my favorite match story wise and everything thrown together is uh, Punk Cena Money in the Bank. Okay, when Punk won and took off with the title that match is incredible the crowd the crowd the atmosphere it gives me goosebumps to this day going back and watching it's good good stuff yeah punk made that great but punk made everything in that time punk could make daniel great he could yeah so could john cena all right so uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah cena would too all right, so uh, okay, so that's your favorite match you ever seen story and everything i agree with you this is a great great story great match okay favorite match you ever been in or had um, I think it's got to be this past month. Um, the March SNS, the cage match, me and Randy were just in. Uh, the, the crowd really did it for me to to have that much energy in that place and to be the main event that night and just just the energy in that place was amazing. Dude, that was so awesome. The end of the match, you. That's what we talk about predictability in WWE. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing OVW does not do. And if I go into my WWE brain and watch a match, I would have sworn that something was going to happen because you stalled at the end, going down the stairs. I'm like, oh, crap, Randall Floyd's going to find a way to get out. But no, but Logan just put the boots to the, the door. Pop, pop. And then got the, it, it was so such a good match, such a good match. I agree with you on that. Yeah, we wanted that storytelling of I could have just dropped down and won. Yeah, but I cro- I climbed all the way across that cage to hit Randy a few more times, and we wanted people to think, oh, well, here we go, something Randy's going to do something, he'll get out. Yeah, but we wanted that storytelling of no, this was a war, and that's why there there was so much story in that match, and that's something that I haven't had a lot of in mm-hmm. my short career is story. And there was so much in that match that it made it so fun. That, it reminds me of that. I mean, it gets it gets looked as a great match too nowadays. But even or even when it right, right when it happened, but the Bailey Sasha match at uh, Brooklyn, take, Brooklyn, uh, the, was it the was it the Brooklyn first takeover? Too. It could have been the second one. I'm not. I sure. don't know. It was the first. It was the one they had where she where she had their hand and all. Uh, where where Bailey won the title. 
and Sasha was pretty much moving on. I think that was Brooklyn too, but don't quote me on I, that. I don't. All I know is that storytelling, that that war they had. I mean, my goodness, was it just a phenomenal match? And it's two women who you went, you watch women's matches go a certain way, and it just right there. That to me, that that made the um, the. Uh, that to me that made the women's resolu- revolution right there that match. Um, so I, I something else popped in my head. I was going to ask you earlier. So I, this is actually the final question. Of course, who is somebody right now that you can give me a somebody that doesn't wrestle anymore, dead or alive or whatever? You can also give me someone currently that you could have a chance. But who would you want? Who was your dream getting the ring with? Um, you want to wrestle with? Oh man. Um... Or as as Chevy would like to say, you want to have some someone something to wrestle with. <laughs> it's bad enough when he does it. Don't don't do him doing it. That's okay, all right, all right. the worst. Neville, Neville. Okay, yeah. I, in my mind, Neville and Styles are the best in the world right now. So, and just from a fan standpoint, I like the stuff that Neville did in NXT so much, and the stuff that he did even before that. Uh, he had a match with Cesaro and Bola one year that was just amazing. And every, I mean, every match that I've watched of Neville's, I have been ca- he's captivated me. And I wish that I wish that they would have pushed him harder on the main roster, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, in my mind, him and uh, Styles are the best in the world. So I would definitely either one of them two would be a dream match. Awesome. So I have a lot. That was his last question. It wasn't mine. Um, what are your goal? What do you hope to achieve by the end of 2018? Um, as far as wrestling wise, mm-hmm. um, I'm not real sure. My my focus right now is uh, getting my degree. I go to U of L, so focus right now is definitely graduating, getting my degree, and everything. And I've really taken a step back as far as wrestling. Not so much, not in a sense like. Just that I'm not taking, I'm not traveling as much. I'm not wrestling as much because I want to focus on that degree. So that's awesome. Yeah, as of right now, that's my main focus. Go cards, by the way. Yeah, go cards. Go cards. Um, Yeah, it's been an interesting year for our Cardinals. Um, Oh, to say the least, they are uh, (laughs) cursed. All right, so uh, now they can find you all on Twitter and uh, you on Instagram and anywhere else? Or no, uh, I am not very good at social media. (laughs) Okay, all right. Yeah, you on Facebook. Yeah, I am on Facebook. Yeah, all right. Um, Facebook and Twitter. What, what, what's your Twitter at the Logan James? Right, uh, the Logan James one. The Logan yeah. one. Okay, the yep. Logan James one. And then, um, so uh, check him out, and uh, ch- you do retweet some different um, stuff I've seen before, wrestling related, obviously. Uh, now, as far as matches, I mean, if they wanted to check out your work, of course, OVW Television. But is there anything on YouTube or something they can check out too? Um, yeah, I, I have a few matches on YouTube. Um, they have a few matches of mine and Dapper Dan on there, so don't watch those because those were <laughs> early in the career and they were they weren't bad. I was watching those were some of the first few <laughs> oh, I watched. You're you're very generous in those comments, but those matches. We, we, were, we're, we're talking about Ricky Chevy here. The him that was probably amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were good quality matches. You could tell you're still a bit new into the business, and they were pretty good. Yeah. Well, thank you. But, I mean, uh, to be on TV and everything, they made it pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they they got a few of me and Floyd's stuff on there, so that. Uh, you can definitely check out the 30-Minute uh, Iron Man on one of the OVW shows on the YouTube channel, and that was one of my favorite matches that I've had. Then go to ovwrestling.com to find out more about him and the rest of the superstars. Absolutely. They've got video there as well. Absolutely. Buy some merch. Absolutely, yes. Um, go there. And uh, thanks for listening to the show, guys. You can catch us all on all the podcast avenues like 
Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio app, or just Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Um, and then on the Twitter, on Facebook, and the Instagram, you can find us at Ringside Podcast. Did you have a stroke when you used to say Twitter? No. And individually. <laughs> what is it with him and strokes today? Would I don't you, know. Next time you come on, it's a stroke-free giggity episode. We won't be stroking oh. it on the next episode. <laughs> oh, God. Just stroke you get, Then that means you can't wear the uh, ball sock stroke hat. It. Stroke it, pal. You can edit all that out, right? I'm not going to, though. Crap. And individually, I'm at Daniel Spencer. At Jeremy underscore CSZ. Jeremy, help me with my Twitter handle. He's at Ricky underscore Chevy. I was, I was, I was, I was still relearning, and it's all processed. <laughs> he doesn't know his own Twitter handle. All right, don't forget to go to collarnoble.brand.com and on your next order, use promo code RINGSIZE, save 10%. And as always, uh, with the – oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ricky. And remember, follow the – Logan James, the is it the well, one no, Logan? One. Logan one. James yeah, one, the number one. One, yeah. then Logan James. Follow no, him. no, the Logan, Logan he James already, one. That's, he that, already, that's the Bullet County right there. The <laughs> Logan James one <laughs> on Twitter. Chevy. Give that man a follow. That's absolutely correct. But he already promoted his Twitter. Then we we did ours. He don't need to do his again. But you want to. Muscle memory, man. You want these people to remember his Twitter handle. He's, he's, OVW, he's OVW television champion. TV by God champion. He is the OVW television respect. champion. Shut up, Daniel. Did you aye, ever get to aye. touch the OVW television championship? <laughs> yeah, remember Silvio put it on me, and then I get turned around and got sucker punched for the one, two, three. That was awesome. That was one of my favorite OVW moments. You got to touch it. Okay. It was around my waist for about four or five seconds. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show, and as always. Until next time, you've been ringside. See ya.